Welcome. Oh, okay. You know what? That's. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That wasn't supposed to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> episode 100 so welcome to the casuals of rutera episode 100 we're, we're, we did it yay i'm your host ryan here with the other host hatch who's dying it took us getting to mainline episode 100 for ryan to finally lose his voice we did <laughs> it voice somebody somebody mark the the hours we've recorded because this is how many hours it takes for ryan to lose his voice. oh that was a trip i don't you know it's funny because usually when we're when we're recording we're sipping on water or drinking tea you know keep our voices nice and cool warm whatever and i don't i guess maybe i choked on a bit of tea and it caused me to kind of elevate <laughs> hey I, I i'm just glad that you know you got you got us covered because i finished my tea i've got my water right here and i always like to take a cough drop while we record regardless of how i feel and so it's like I'm trying to get my cough drop in, and then I just see the train wreck happen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, not me. We did it. <laughs> um, it's episode 100 at oh, mainline 100. I think we're like 130 maybe at this point overall. But uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Housekeeping. Let's knock that out. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere. If you don't know that at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Um, email us <laughs> at podcastcore at gmail.com. That's podcast C-O-R. Uh, visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Follow us on any platform or all of the platforms because that helps, especially YouTube. If you just want to toss a you know follow over there. And then leave a like, comment, short review on whatever platform you're listening on. We appreciate it. Uh, but word of mouth has gotten us this far. So tell a friend how to survive the docks of Bilgewater by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Ah, uh, yes. The and. How exactly are we going to protect people from the docks of bilge water? I, you don't. We're selling a uh, lie, Hedge. Is that that's what we've got been doing? it? Got a good bit. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit this out. We'll keep our secrets. <laughs> Insert the so, Frodo Baggins meme. <laughs> All right, exactly. then keep your secrets. <laughs> so this is kind of an uneventful episode, mainline one hundred, because it's just the Yumi story. Um, last episode we talked about Yumi. Go listen to that. In this episode, we're following up, and Yumi's whole thing are just these little tiny adventures as she's trying to find Nora. Spoiler alert. Uh, and in this story, it's called The Biggest Catch. Uh, we take it to an unexpected place for her to visit, uh, which is Bilgewater, the docks of Bilgewater specifically. Yeah, and it's more un unsuspecting just because of, you know, we – the if for everyone out there who hasn't listened to our just full Yumi bio episode, uh, just go listen to that real quick. But um, we all we know about Nora's disappearance is that she went somewhere so dangerous that she destroyed the portal to it, and that's why Yumi and Book can't find her. But it's kind of interesting as far as Bilgewater, because, you know, this is a main city. So it sure it's a little rough around the edges, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's like such a dangerous place that you don't want another living creature going there. Um, so that kind of makes it interesting, but I guess if you were looking for somewhere dangerous, 
Bilgewater is probably a good starting point. <laughs> like, at the very least, you might find somebody who knows a place so dangerous that we have to yeah. destroy portals. Yeah. So, as always, we like to break this into three parts as stories are best told. Um, and we start with part one. So, we start this story with Yumi dreaming of fish and books and Nora uh, in this little dreamscape mind of hers. And then she awakes in a crate of fish and Book is there and he's insisting or it's insisting that they should leave, right? It's fluttering around. It's getting kind of pissed. Uh, Yumi kind of thinks it's doing that to avoid the juices from the fish because it doesn't like water, doesn't like anything getting on it. Uh, But she remembers, okay, well, I've been eating my fill of dried fish I got real full, got the itis, and passed out uh, in bliss. And then she notices that Book is not only panicking uh, because of the fish flying around, it's panicking because beneath the crate they're in, it's starting to creak, and that means the ocean is getting restless, and it's specifically the ocean near Bilgewater. Um, So Book's doubly afraid of the water getting in and stuff happening where it's going to get destroyed because the point is to protect Book so they can find Nora. Right, and that, and it's very important not only to find Nora, but to protect Book from getting into the wrong hands, because the power to teleport to any place in the physical realm is pretty strong. Uh, anyone who has played League of Legends is very well aware that, you know, mobility is king in a lot of games. So uh, you got to protect Book from any kind of threat. But it is kind of funny because the only threat that they're worried about right now is just water. And it's like, yeah, like for I know we already said to go tell a friend, uh, but if you haven't told a friend yet, go tell your friend that is a huge cat lover because this is a story for them. Uh, like, (laughs) true, just like it's a cat and a book experiencing the worst of rainy days because they're outside. (laughs) I I don't know a cat lover that wouldn't love this already. (laughs) Yeah, so Yumi gets the point. And she's like, okay, starts pawing through the pages to look for a more pleasant place to jump to. Uh, And then there's a scream in the distance, and it's the scream specifically of a yordle. So Yumi picks through the slats in the box, and she sees this grungy-looking sailor. So that's kind of redundant. It's Bilgewater. They all are grungy. And, you know, they're planning to use this yordle as bait to catch what's labeled a gulper fish, um, which is one of the many big fish of Bilgewater. And Book's like, screw it, let's just leave. Let's take this opportunity to escape while they're distracted. Yumi decides never to leave a Yordle behind, um, has the Tristana mentality. So they're going to go on this adventure now. Um, And especially, you know, Nora plays a big part in Yumi's mindset because as we found out in her, the previous episode, she's become more brave, right? She's become the main character. She's now the pro tag. And during these adventures, she's getting more hook spot, right? Um, so now we have an adventure under our belt. They're going to have to do something about these grungy sailors and save this Yordle. What that is, we'll find out. Uh, and this is also like a great insight into Nora's character, especially since we don't have a bio for Nora yet, because Yumi's not going to develop these things entirely on her own. I mean, she's a cat. Like the story, (laughs) the story is starting off with her dreaming about chasing, you know, chasing moths and, uh, you know, like eating fish being afraid of water and it's all just these cat things like you know that's this is and we know from uh yumi's bio that you know book is constantly fighting with yumi of like hey 
I know you want to take a nap, but you know, we do have to find Nora. So come yeah. on, let's go, let's go. And uh, so the that whole adventurous spirit and the desire to protect others, that's gotta come from Nora, right? Like, cause I I mean, like book, we don't have any personality about until yeah. Nora's gone. So I, I feel like this is like they're both kind of embodying the best parts of Nora here. That's a good uh, point. Which which, you know, I I may be reaching a little bit, but, you know, hey, Riot, give us a Nora bio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, People have been asking Riot for a lot of things lately, but we won't get into that right now. Uh, (laughs) So Yumi slowly unlatches the box, hops out, and begins to slowly stalk behind the sailors um, towards the pole. And even though that she believes she's the quietest tiger, uh, the sailors do end up noticing them, uh, and that's when she begins to dart uh, between their feet, and then she trips one of them with a magic coil, because remember, she can use magic. Uh, they scramble, she scrambles uh, up the pole and on the shoulder of the yordle, because that's the other thing to remember. She's not massive. Like, Yumi is a very tiny creature. Uh, I mean, she's smaller than Book is, if you look at any art that's drawn of them. Uh, but at that moment, she gets on the Yordle's shoulders. A fish the third of the size of the boat leaps out from the sea and swallows the Yordle's hole. And that's not good. I said Yordle's. The Yordle and Yumi and the book. Remember, book does not want to get wet. <laughs> this, is, this is its only goal. And Yumi's making that very difficult. I, when you say making it very difficult, I mean, Yumi is just like actively being like, nah, nah, let's... Uh... I want to save this Yordle, so let's just dive into the belly of the beast. And, <laughs> and the belly of the beast will take us into the ocean. It'll be perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> it'll be perfect. <laughs> um, no, it'll work out. Yeah, it'll work out totally fine. But yeah, like this is it, it, it's a this is a scenario that's gone from bad to worse. But luckily, you know, like again, Yumi can use magic, so they we got like this scene of just like this protective bubble and it's like Mm -hmm. all insert your favorite high fantasy or even sci-fi thing of just like the guy like under just like this monumentous blast and it's just shielding off all of the dangers and that's Yumi right now so imagine a cat in a book doing that just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) the way you said it so casually just imagine a cat in a book doing that So while she's attempting to find a page in book under this spell uh, to escape, the fish begins to jump around uh, because, remember, they were bait. The order was bait, so it's still on the hook and it's trying to get off. A lot of movement going on. The fish actually gets pulled on deck, but it's flapping around so much as it attempts to fight off sailors. And also, remember, it's a massive fish. And then somehow it wiggles off the boat and splashes back into the ocean. And at this moment, Yumi does end up finding a page with this dusky green part of Bandle City depicted, grabs the shirt of the Yordle and leaps into the pages. And, you know, the magical effect we talked about in the previous episode happens again here. So this is a moment of our Sakuga uh, in this Yumi adventure. Uh, uh, you know that this scene is like if this would get animated, it would be like the most Sakuga of yeah. <laughs> of like any of anything revolving around Yumi. Uh, I, hell, I'll say it like anything revolving around any of the Yordles. This is going to be the most Sakuga of them because yeah. like uh, it. If you're curious about like what kind of fish that this would be, because we haven't really seen anything that was like referred to as a gulper fish, but we do know thanks to our stories like following Pike um, and on the slaughter docks, the fish that these sailors go for in bilgewater 
are gigantic yeah. and they are a very aggressive. They are aggressive fish. So when the, when it, Yumi or like we get the perspective from Yumi as far as the fish thrashing around and knocking sailors into the water. This is this is a violent scene. Like this, yeah. this is this is not going to be like, you know, somebody pulling in a tuna and getting slapped in the face like, you know, like slapstick comedy. Like th this is a thing of like you catch a fin wrong and you're basically getting cut by like an axe. Yeah. Like, so it like that is the scene going on while Yumi is like, okay, let me find a, a green meadow for us to go to. Like, so it's a really fast paced. Uh, ah, 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 and then, okay, we made it to Bamble city. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're good. Yeah. It definitely, for, you know, our book club lovers, more episodes coming soon. It's one of those things where they inherit a lot, like Bilgewater inherits a lot of the buru mentality when it comes to hunting fish. No one wants an easy catch. That's the reputation is a big thing in Bilgewater. So they always go for the most difficult thing um, to, you know, and line their coffers. Exactly. And even if it, you're not looking at like the, the Corsairs and the fishermen that we would follow in Pike's story, like we also know from the natives, like the Buru natives of the of like the Serpent Isles and Bilgewater, uh, thanks to Alawi's story that if you're following Nagakaburos, life is a constant struggle. And if you're not constantly struggling, you're not living to the fullest and you would not be chosen by Naga Kaburos. Exactly. So Bilgewater is a rough and tumble place and not a good place for a cat and a book. <laughs> no books. No books. No books allowed in Bilgewater. <laughs> Remove the book. <laughs> <laughs> so as we've mentioned before, they begin traveling through the portals. It's like jumbled colors. They emerge on the shallow creek of Bandal City. And book immediately starts shaking itself off because it wants to get dry as fast as possible since his pages are very old and they don't want to get damaged. And the Yordle's confused. Obviously, this is the Yordle's first time traveling through this type of portal uh, since, you know, many don't get to witness the abilities of book. So we also find out that there are portals in Bilgewater, specifically near the docks, because this Yordle mentions this isn't like the portal that we usually use to get here, um, which is interesting because... You know, we've talked about Fizz and other Yordle stuff in Bilgewater. So for that to be a place that has a designated portal to go to, it's very contrast to the type of place Bandle City is, right? And uh, and it's very important information for us to get, especially since we're currently at a place where a lot of fans, including myself and I dare say you two, Ryan, we're looking forward to the next batch of Arcane. Yeah. And as far as learning that, like this Yordle saying, hey, the nearest portal is back at the docks. So... That means that there are like kind of established almost like ley lines that the that the Yordles are able to use to travel between uh Bandle City and Runeterra. Yeah. So we do know from Arcane that the Hextech technology, like it's using a kind of magic that no one really understands. Especially for like Piltovians. It's like a, no, magic's not real, but even we we just found a way to like tap into this power that we don't understand and use it some way. So what if the hex gates are actually the Piltovians finding a way to interact with a portal 
that they that was already established there and that that could be a very interesting thing to look into like later on and maybe it's yeah. something that arcane could address of like so where is it that these hex ta- these these hex gates go and uh, these hex gates like they're obviously going to be like for the cities within runeterra but is that kind of intermingling with these ley line-esque gates that the yordles are already using great like, point like is that going to be crossing over like that that's that's kind of a fun question to kind of float out there uh, while we sit here starved for more arcane knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so after this experience, Yumi checks in on this Yordle to make sure they're good, kind of explains what's going on and asks if the Yordle's familiar with how to get home from this point. The Yordle says, yeah, I'm good. Thanks them. And then goes off uh, to head home. And then Yumi and Book kind of hang out for a bit to enjoy being back in Vandal City. It's obvious here that they've been on an adventure for a while in this stint. Um, and then, you know, as it gets quieter, nighttime falls. They're like, okay, the quest for Nora, Nora has to continue. Uh, so Yumi opens Book, turns to a new page, and dives in. And that's where we're left off. Yeah, and it is a very bittersweet scene because a Yordle before you know rushing off to go home like even stops for a moment is, uh, to ask it's like are oh so are you two from bandal city too and yumi's response to that is yes but we don't live here anymore like it, yeah. for them like it's like they home is where nora is and that's yep. like a very it, it's a very like subtle way to kind of put that message out there uh, and it makes it a, a very bittersweet ending of looking at the fish and the the moths that Yumi was dreaming about and knowing I I don't have time for that yet. I yeah. I can't do that until I find home. Uh, so it a very bittersweet ending to this story which I mean overall is just kind of a uh, kind of a very simple story, you know, yeah, like very it, simple. I, like, you know, it's got like one quick moment, like a very short crescendo of just a lot of action happening in like one paragraph. And then it's like, okay, like, yeah, that happened, but that's not what we're here for. Yeah, it's not world shaking. And as Hetch mentioned about the portals, we're still able to pull some very valuable uh, potential from this story. uh, And hopefully we get to see more fleshed out in that direction. Um, But... What we want to say is, you know, as always, thanks for sticking around for so many episodes. I mean, if this is if you only listen to the mainline episodes and you're here for episode 100, congrats, you get a badge. Uh, that's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of time that we put in this stuff and you, you listen to it. So that's great. Uh, so hopefully we, you know, you'll be here for episode 200, which is inevitable because contractually the demon <laughs> that we uh, are in league with to do this. Uh, has stated that we have to do it forever. So it, you know, <laughs> I I can't believe you said that, man. He's going to tear you a new one, and I'm not helping you. He scared <laughs> me. I can't believe you would reveal that much behind the curtain. Oh my god! Uh, but but when yeah, like, the next episode yeah. alone. <laughs> hey, welcome to the casual. <laughs> of <her day. laughs> Like you just magically get like edited out of all. Of <laughs> it's like I, I don't even do the editing. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> uh, 
but no like but sincerely thank thank you thank you all so much for listening it's like been a big pleasure of mine a highlight of like each one of my weeks uh, sit down here and get to enjoy some tea and banter with ryan as we talk about a story that we do really enjoy which is the world of runeterra yeah and and hopefully soon we maybe get to do this uh live but more on that later yeah, Hopefully. no, no, don't. Yeah, don't, don't give them too much. Don't give them just enough to bring them back. <laughs> okay, well, with that, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Uh, take care, everybody.